Hi, everyone, and welcome to Funky Feminist Podcast. My name is Landon Funk, and I'm the Funky Feminist. And here with me is my lovely friend, Sarah G, from Dating Kind of Sucks Podcast. So welcome, Sarah. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Super excited to be here to talk about important topics and make a fool out of myself in the process. Yeah. Probably will happen. I, I can't promise it won't. Sarah, for just our listeners out there, what do you, I guess, do? Like, why Why are you the best, like, why aren't you the guest? Oh, well, I... Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, you asked me, for one. Uh, for two, I have a podcast of my own that is all about dating, my dating life, dating advice, relationship advice, all of that fun stuff. Um, it's Dating Kind of Sucks podcast, and I have a co-host in Orlando, so we record every week, and we do episodes every week, so that's probably why you asked me on. Yeah, that's what I would... That's what I would say. Yeah, that's Good pretty answer. much it. Our podcast is lit. Uh, it comes out lit. weekly. Every uh, week, every Tuesday. Every Oh, man. So we come out on Mondays. Sarah's podcast come out on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah. So basically we, starting off the week super lit. That's right. You get to hear all about the crazy shit that I get into and the crazy shit that she gets into yeah. on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, that's lit. <laughs> so as we've kind of been talking, you know, just as friends, you have mentioned that you have like a really horrible birth control story. I do, unfortunately. Yeah, so do you want to tell your, your birth control story? Yeah, yeah, I have no problem doing that. Um, where to begin? Well, I originally got my birth control for my pretty severe acne at the time in probably 10th, 11th grade. I asked my mom, and my mom and I have a really close relationship, and she's like, yeah, you know, for sure, because she knew at that time I was not having any sex, and she's like, well, why else would you want birth control? I was like, because I tried, I tried Accutane. Well, I tried to get on Accutane because that's a pretty severe. Wait, why would like? You mean you tried to get on Accutane? Do they not not just like hand that out like it's candy? No, Accutane's really difficult. Like you have to get blood tests done. You definitely can't get pregnant. Like you have what? to sign this. Yeah, Accutane's pretty serious. I um, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So if you anyone's considering getting Accutane, just know you have to get blood. Like, and I hate blood, so I was like, this is just not going to work for me. So the alternative was birth control. So I went into my gynecologist, you know, first time ever going in and just basically just, hey, you know, I just want birth control, not having sex. Cool. Got a couple pills. And then I had been taking that for years, probably for at least five years. And then everything was fine with that. And I'd switched a couple to, you know, the name brands to the generic ones. And then one day I was like, you know... I'm kind of overtaking this pill the same time every night at 10 o'clock when my alarm goes off. Fair. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm going to go back in. And I did all my research and I walked into my doctor's office who she's actually really good friends with my mom because my mom's a nurse. And that's also kind of weird, you know, having your doctor is like your mom's friend. But so I went in, did my research and was like, hey, I want Marina. This is exactly what I want. And basically just give it to me. And she asked, do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. She's like, oh, okay. Well, you realize you're only 24. Five years is a really long time to not have kids. Like, you'll be you'll be 25. I mean, that's basically, she was like, that's prime, like, birthing age. And I just kind of sat there. I was like, is this a real conversation I'm having right now? Like, just give me the marina. And it turns out that because I didn't have a boyfriend, which I should have just lied, but I didn't have a boyfriend. And she was like, you know, your risk for infection is worse because you'll probably have more partners because you don't have a, a stable relationship. So your increased risk for infection. And then on top of that, because of your age, I just think five years is a long time. And I 
started to argue a little bit and I was like, you know, um, I disagree. <laughs> like I just, I disagree. And I still want Marina and I could take it out. Like, because Marina, you can take out at any point right, in the five any years. Point. Yeah. There's like any IUD you can just take out whenever you want Yes. To. And I don't think I kept saying that. And she's like, yeah, but five years. I'm like, ugh. And I'm like, I don't think my mom said anything to her or whatever, but that just really, it really pissed me off. So she's like, well, there's another option that's not as long as five years. And at this point, I just wanted something that was going to be more permanent than birth control because, or birth control pills, because I was sick of taking the pill. So she was like, well, how about Nexplanon? And I hadn't done any research about Nexplanon, but all I knew is that it was this little rod that they put in your arm and... And I touched it once. <laughs> and Landon has touched it once. <laughs> it's a fun party trick for anyone. I'm like, hey, you know, look at this weird thing in my arm. Yeah, I feel it. Well, I'm going to interject you want to feel it again two things i mean not no but there's two things that i learned about sarah the last time we hung out one i got to touch her next one in her arm which was crazy freaky the second thing is she is somebody who not who like owns and drives a fiat i know no one else on super badass uh, that's, all, that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm just the coolest kid around let me tell you Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I interjected. I just had to say that you uh, <laughs> had you. those two cool fun facts about yourself. Well, thank you. Mm, yes. Yeah. But so anyways, back to the next one on. Yeah. So they ended up putting next one on in my arm and it lasts for three years. And same with Marina, you can get it taken out at any point of the three years. And I wanted something that, you know, was going to be a more permanent birth control, but also still help with the acne that the birth control had been helping the prior years to me getting next one on. So yeah, but it was the it was the altercation with my doctor that now looking back at it, at the time I just kind of accepted it and I I'm a very different person now, literally like two years later than I am today. And now if I was to have that conversation with a doctor, I would probably just walk out and get another doctor. But at the time I was like, Well, okay, I don't know what else to say here. You know, you have the power, not mm-hmm. me as a patient slash consumer, because I still look at it that way too. I know it's a product and you know, I want to purchase it with my, even though it was free, but you know what I mean? Right. No, but still it's, it's a power and control dynamic. Cause one of the things that everybody knows that I work in intimate partner violence and power and control situations all the time. And even like as somebody who teaches yoga, we spent like a whole like three hour session on be careful if you want to date your students, because you really? already come from a place of power where you're like commanding the classroom. You're telling them where to put their bodies in the air and on their mat and that kind of thing. And so just like be aware that if you have a student that's been coming to you for a while and then you end up dating them, there's already a difference in power based on how they see you. Like, for example, like my partner has come to my yoga classes a couple of times. But, but you guys we, were already partners we were prior already par- to that exactly. relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's this weird like you don't want to ever abuse that that power. And I felt like in your case specifically, you were not taken advantage of but like I feel like I was now though looking okay. back at it because I did my research like I was you can't inform patient knowing exactly what I wanted and then somebody used their biases and their power to say no no, no you actually need this stick in your arm <laughs> cool party trick but cool party trick <laughs> yeah but like well, overall- the, the judgment of not having a partner and the judgment of I didn't even I still don't want to really have kids Right. So, and then I was like, well, that's the, a good age to, you know, want to start thinking about kids. And I even told her, I'm really at this point, I don't want to have kids. So five years is a good, good time frame for me. And that was still ignored. Yeah. And like, I'm 25. 
So technically, in this woman's mind, I would be in my prime. Well, I guess. I guess yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. I think I have. She, wouldn't, she would not give you Morena. I'm telling you. She would probably give you next one on or go, stick with the pills. <laughs> Never. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. IUDs forever for me. Like, I have one friend who is my age who has a child. Isn't that weird? Like, that. that I can't picture myself, weird. like, at my age. I'm like, I have so much I still have to figure out. I yes. would feel really bad for my kid. <laughs> like, She's I can't. Like married and has a house and a kid. And I'm like, I don't understand that. But I think know, it goes back to timelines. Everyone has a different timeline of yeah, when they're ready exactly. for certain things in their life to happen. And for me, it definitely is not before 30 or, like, probably the first couple of years after I'm 30. Either. Right. So right. you can only communicate that so much and then people just turn it off and like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. And it's just coming from an antiquated perspective. And again, if that's how you want to live your life, amazing. Great. But just don't, you know, try and say... Don't, don't push your, your values. Right. Or what you, what you, what you did, what your timeline yeah. was as yeah. a person. Mine aren't the same. Yeah. So Sarah, you mentioned earlier that you recently moved here to yeah. Nashville mm-hmm. from where? Orlando, Florida, baby. Woo! Did you go to Disney World all the time? Oh, that was a thing. That, that's what you do on the weekends. You Wait, go, really? You go to the theme parks. Yeah, you're, you get you an just annual always pass. And you, okay. yeah. Or you know someone who works at the park, so you just get in for free all the time. Oh, that's lit. See, it gets old really quick. It's like going to Broadway here in Nashville. You're like, eh, that's what all the tourists do. Same thing. This is just, Nashville is like adult Disney World. Because we used to go to Disney World as a family, like, all the fucking time. Like, I mean, it's the best when you're a kid. Yeah. It's even it's more fun now, actually, because Epcot, you can drink around the world. Yes. And there's a lot more fun things for adults than, you know, you would ever think when you're a kid. Yeah. No, that's so true. We used to go three or four times a year, and I thought that was a lot. And then when I lived in L.A., I had an annual pass for Disneyland, and we would go all the time. And then... That's how you do it. One of my coworkers worked in Orlando as a Jungle Cruise skipper. Fun. Yeah. Super fun, right? Yeah. But even though... Orlando. I call like, it Orlando. Orlando. So that's <laughs> what I was about to say was it's like the happiest place on earth or whatever. Disney's slogan. Oh, is. yeah. Yeah. That's Disney. That's not Orlando. Orlando is the city beautiful. But as a as a youth, what was your sex education like in Florida? Because Florida is like this weird people sometimes lump it into the South. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. Florida is its own entity like Texas. They're those separate things. We can't put them together with anything else. Maybe the panhandle. Yeah, like the more north you go in Florida, the more south it gets. (laughs) That's (laughs) like Miami is like you could never like if you compare Pensacola to Miami, two completely different states. It's pretty wild. But I mean, I got a lot of my sex education from my mom, actually. She is a nurse and she's a a newborn baby nurse. Hmm. So she handles a lot of people at all walks of life, you know. I remember being in high school and she would walk in from work saying, I just uh, helped a 15 year old today. And she's like, that better not be you. (laughs) So she gave me a lot of pressure in high school about, so you don't get pregnant. Here's how to not get pregnant. And this is what you should do. And she was, she's been pretty open about, I mean, she always lied to me and said that (laughs) she like, uh, I mean, like about her own personal life, she would tell me like the facts of what to do and what not to do. But when I was asking her, so mom, did you have sex? in high school or when she's like no 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 I had sex after I married your father and for the longest time I actually believed it until probably a couple years into high school she was talking about her ex-boyfriends from college I was like mom I'm not buying it anymore (laughs) like there's no (laughs) way you didn't so that was kind of like my first really open dialogue with sex education with my Mm. mother so like they taught sex and so like so how old were you when this conversation went down were you like 12 
or seven like or more, like yeah definitely middle school so I would say 12 13 but okay. then they started introducing stuff about sex probably fifth grade like really late elementary school and then I believe in seventh grade was we had to get a waiver signed to watch the miracle of life video is this the baby that gets birthed out of the vagina yes oh my fucking god this is the second time on the funky feminist or funky you mentioned podcast. this before yeah with one of our sex positive writers and she um was like yeah they like put on this video and it was terrifying it was well it was really boring because it was more like and here goes the sperm going down the <laughs> fallopian tube and all of these boys and you know all of the girls in the class are just kind of watching going okay okay and there was this buildup of you're gonna see a, uh, all the guys anyways was, right. you're gonna see a vagina in the video so they're waiting for it they're waiting for it and then it's like a really oh. i mean she's giving birth for goodness sake you know and they're like hairy like birth vagina and they're like oh that's not what i thought it was gonna look like at all and i'm like oh this is this is why we're so screwed up right now because oh all you guys really God. cared about this entire video was to just see a vagina and then you were disappointed i was like screw you guys and all they could talk about was well she could have shaved and i was like really and as we remember shaving pubic hair didn't really happen until like i don't know, like the early 90s was when it got big and i think the direct quote is um and just like one day they were all shaved. And one day it <laughs> yeah. was like magic. Yeah. And so. Fun, uh, not fun fact. I digress for a second. No, this go, is actually go. a terrible story. Okay. So I got made fun of in high school. This is terrible. This is so bad. So who I, do I need to kill. Also, I don't condone violence, but who do I need to kill? <laughs> well, I like my first, not boyfriend in high school, but this guy that I was kind of seriously dating in high school I never had sex with him and like literally nothing even really happened. He was just like the first guy I ever made out with. And, you know, we wore sexy underwear, but that was literally it. And then he broke up with me because I didn't want to have sex with him. Wild, I know. And I was so crushed because I, he didn't want to admit that that's why. But then after we broke up, he went around the entire school saying that the real reason he broke up with me is because I had a hairy vagina, which was not true. But I was like, also, you didn't see anything. So how could you make that claim? So then my my argument was, actually, no, he's just really sad because I wouldn't let him see my vagina. But it, like as a teenager who's like never had that kind of attention in that way of having sex. And I was like, I'm still a virgin. Like, I didn't sleep with him. I didn't do anything. But yeah, everyone like was like, oh, Sarah, the hairy vagina girl. And I'm like, that's so terrible. Oh, no. It's so terrible. Oh, no. I know. I yeah, it followed me my entire senior year and it started like at the beginning of senior year and that's all and everyone was like do I need oh, to buy your no. razor and I'll, I just couldn't oh, say no. <laughs> it was so bad was that's so bad. Not, oh dude teens are so the mean. worst the They're worst so mean yeah I like I have friends who are quote-unquote fascinated by teens not like they want to date them or whatever but like just how they communicate just, with one another right or? how they communicate and, and like what they wear and do and stuff and they're like but I don't <laughs> it doesn't I don't, make any I don't sense. Understand. And and then they go, and I know I was just as weird, and so I'm just trying to find out why I was weird, and I just it's a rabbit hole that they don't want that they keep like going down. And so whenever I hear a crazy story about teens or about teens being dicks, I'm always like, dude, fucking teens, man. <laughs> fucking teens. <laughs> I think that's teens. all you can say at that point. It's funny now, but I was so hurt and I was so mortified. Like it was terrible. <laughs> But it's fine now. Now I joke about it because I'm pretty open about all of the mishaps that happened in my life. So just one more thing that I think everything that's happened to me thus far, 
before starting a podcast was more of a reason to start a podcast. And I started a blog before that too, Mm -hmm. of just having really bad dates, having really bad experiences like the hairy vagina story and going, well, no one else is talking about it. So welcome to my life. Yeah. So you started a blog before you started a podcast? Was it the same same concept that's actually my tagline on my blog was dating kind of sucks oh so then when we started the podcast we used that same tagline nice. for the podcast. yeah nice yeah and then now dating kind of sucks and now the name of you know your website and yeah yeah dating kind of sucks.com yeah cool just throw that in yeah. just <laughs> quick a uh, quick self promo dating kind of sucks.com check it out right now um i do like that uh, check it out after you finish listening to this but still check it out um <laughs> but uh yeah so that's fucking crazy. One, two. Sorry, I, I diverted no, this no, conversation. No, this is a totally great. different. This is great. I I'm here for it. I had a boyfriend. Had one boyfriend in high school. He was very attractive, but not smart at all. And I'm not saying that it's like you know he did. Was, he just not like want to try. I don't know if he was side. trying or not, but it was very hard for me have a conversation with him we just like didn't match up and we also value things differently and so like we only mm-hmm. went out for like three months but you know in the high school world that's like forever oh for, yeah, yeah that's a year um but he asked me uh, to give him a blowjob and i said i'll give you a blowjob if you have sex with me and he said okay and you were you you were a virgin yeah, yeah. I, I i wanted my virginity taken so bad just by anyone oh. or anything at that point in time <laughs> um and so he goes he goes well i thought or I think that we should like wait six like six months to before even like have a conversation about have a conversation about sex. A guy said this. A guy said this, and then and then he goes so like you know like about the blowjob, and I go, oh, I guess you're gonna have to wait six months for your blowjob too, buddy. Oh no, he did it, and he was like, and then we broke up like a week later. Uh, I'm telling you, the guys broke up with girls in high school because the girl didn't want to sleep with them, didn't want to give him a blowjob, right. all of the all of yeah. And like, wow. and even still, like my partners have would all be able to tell you, like sucking dick is not like my favorite thing to do. It's not like I'm like, oh my god, I love sucking dick. It's the best. It is medium. Um, I think it's honestly more intimate to do that than to have sex. Sometimes it is. Sometimes my partner and I will just have oral intercourse with each other, and it's beautiful and wonderful, and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, but I was talking about this with someone the other day, and. Then I texted my friend who owns a sex shop and I said, Sylvia, I'm looking for different kinds of ways to enjoy oral sex. And she goes, I got you. And then I walked out of there always. I walked out of there so much shit anyways, but I got like <laughs> normal, like silicone lube. Um, and then I also got, and she goes, and I'm just going to throw this in there because you said about the, like the dick sucking thing, like put this on your partner's dick and it'll taste good. And you'll just want to keep licking it and it'll be great. I haven't tried it yet, but no to, no to everybody, don't ever use Nutella. <laughs> it yeah. does not come do, off. Do you have a story? It does not come off. Do you have a... Chocolate. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I was going to ask before I get into that terrible story I'm about to tell. I saw it's Fort Oral and it's Pop Rocks and it's supposed to have like a popping. What? I'm like, I don't know how pleasurable that would be. But that when you said, oh, and just throw this in, I figured it would be something like that. Well, now, now I'm on this Pop Rocks situation. So I feel like that might be enjoyable for him. Maybe. Just depends. But like, if <laughs> you're already I'm, like, I'm, I'm just like thinking about the, that the like aesthetics of this because like your mouth is on the dick. It's either at the top or in the middle. Maybe <laughs> I love if how you're really using skilled. the microphone for this right now. <laughs> really skilled, you can go all the way down. <laughs> 
this but is like, good. This is good. But like your mouth, like it's not like you're like because usually when you eat pop rocks, you like tilt your head back. When's the last like, time you've had pop rocks though? I don't know. It's probably like twelve. Exactly. So it might not be. I don't know. I, like, I just. I think like, I'd, be, I'd be interested if I saw it again. I would buy it. I was at a work trip and I saw them. We were like, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it was a weird work trip. But I was like, this is not the right time to buy these. But noted. I just feel like it would scratch the back of your throat real bad. Oh yeah, good point. That that's like my main inquiry is like, can you talk after this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Anyways, you said you had something. Yeah, Nutella. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nutella. Okay, so... Delicious hazelnut spread. Just do not spread it on a penis. <laughs> wow, that should be the promo for all Nutella ads. It Well, it all... It sounds like a good idea, because it's... In my mind, it's a step up from just regular chocolate sauce. Or chocolate syrup. Yeah, it tastes pretty deece. Yeah. Deece? Deece? deece. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I, I didn't grow up with Nutella for some reason, because my parents hate life. Um, oh okay <laughs> we're gonna so, go there so we were just uh just a peanut butter fan and i got to college and they're like how have you never had this what and i was like oh my god this is crazy so now i really like to put it on like graham crackers mm. or like mix it with it in with like some s'mores you know to make it like but not a penis but not a penis apparently do so. not you'll regret it you'll be literally giving head forever <laughs> trying to get it off and he's like it's still not off and you're like i'm really trying so hard <laughs> It was a Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> Did he? Okay, so here, here's a question for my personal clarity. Here's an answer. Go ahead. Amazing. <laughs> um, when you're, okay, so you put some Nutella on, you're licking it off. Mm-hmm. Was the intention to lick it off and then have intercourse? Or was the intention just to lick it off until he came? That was not decided. <laughs> I don't think we thought that far ahead. Because I was trying to be super sexy for yeah. Valentine's Day. So I had these chocolate-covered strawberries. I had whipped cream. I mm. had chocolate syrup. I had Nutella. Yum, and yum. we had already, like, played around with the whipped cream and the chocolate sauce. And I was like, oh, these are, like, these are rookie moves, you know? I'm like, any 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 novice can start here. And I was like, I've never, I, was, I told him, I've never had Nutella before. Not like, in this, I've had it, but not in this instant. And... I was like, well, just try and see. And it's just, it'd probably be similar to peanut butter, to be honest, because it's so thick. Yeah, it's just not a good move. What's immediately coming to mind for me is the face my dog makes when I give him peanut butter, Ah. which Lewis is so handsome and sweet and wonderful, and I love him, and he's perfect. But when I give him peanut butter, we have to either, like, put it on, like, kind of, like, the top of his mouth or, like, on his tongue, like, immediately, or else he's going to be stuck there, like, licking the spoon or the fork or whatever, forever. right? Forever. And so Lewis will, like, stick his face out and his eyes get real big, and then his tongue just kind of, like, sticks out of his mouth like a lizard, and he's, like, his face kind of pulls back. I mean, he looks just like a lizard. It's incredible. And it takes him, like, 30 minutes to get it all off. And that's what I'm imagining right now. It started out sexy. And then, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how it's, it started out sexy, and then it was, like, Get it off. Like, just get it off. Um, so just don't do it. You're welcome. So I you, just saved you so much time. Just stick just to stick to whipped cream. Stick to, You could even do honey. Stick to anything else. Just don't do that. Have you seen the grapefruit thing, too? I'm sure you have. Oh, like to eat it off the dick? Well, you, like, cut a hole in the grapefruit and yeah, then you and use you, that yeah, to yeah. slide up and down while... Yeah. Yeah. That's in, I haven't um, done that yet, but that's next on my list once I have a consistent... I'm not just going to whip out a grapefruit on like a one-night stand situation and be like, hey, look what I brought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to kind of do it now to just be like that crazy person. Yeah, that was, a, I will. that was a plot point in the cinematic classic Girls Trip. I haven't um, seen that. What? Yeah. I, I know what movie you're talking about. I just Yeah, no, it. It, 
it, it wasn't a huge plot point, but it was a plot point. Um, it was done incorrectly. Ah. But yes, one of the things that you talked about earlier is how much you researched your like Morena. Mm-hmm. How much research do you do when you're like incorporating, um, like toys or like food or whatever? Into zero, it? zero. I just go. This this will probably work. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this works. So when you had the, the Nutella, did you wish that you'd like? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, you are the dumbest bitch ever. <laughs> you suck something fierce. Like, literally, just keep sucking on this because you ain't got no other option. Oh, my God. Yeah. At some point, I think I would have just gotten a towel and said, excuse me. I'm just I gonna... mean, yeah, at that point, once. Yeah. Yeah. So you have these really open conversations with your mom, which I'm super envious of because I do not have that relationship with my parents. One in, t- in fact, one time, so I was living in California and my dad came to Oakland for a conference on restorative justice and shaming and healthy practices to incorporate like adverse childhood experiences and like all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So he flies me and Lewis because Lewis is an emotional support animal. God, um, love him. God love him. And it's also Father's Day and my dad and I play golf together all the time. And so we drove down to Carmel and played a public course, allowed dogs on it. And it was a lovely time. Mm-hmm. Lewis, my dad and I just like hitting the links. And then on the way back, we got stuck in horrible San Francisco traffic. We're sitting in the car for like what should have been an hour was like three hours, right? And my dad's talking to me about what he's learned at this conference. And it's about shame and it's about sex and it's about all these things. And my dad and I do not talk about this. I was gonna say what's that relationship dude never before <laughs> and probably never again but it was super it was like nail on a chalkboard but if you didn't have any chalk and you needed to write something on the board that makes <laughs> any sense so it, yeah. it it was like a necessary conversation that doesn't mean it wasn't like awkward horribly and, yeah. cringeworthy and, and you can't go anywhere because you're stuck in traffic in so the fucking car <laughs> <laughs> Bless. <laughs> right? Dang. My dog's like very asleep in the back seat, like snoozing it up. And my dad and I, my dad's like, yeah, so, you know, when I was, and I, you know, I didn't know about this. And then he goes, and what was that like for you? And I'm mm. like, I don't. I can't have those conversations with my dad, though. I can only have them with my mom. Like, my poor dad and my brother, they cannot listen to the podcast. They cannot read the blog. Yeah. They can't, like, really follow me on social media. They, they want to support me, but I just tell them. It's going to cause a lot more harm than good. So mm-hmm. just support me from afar. So I can't even imagine what that conversation must have been like. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Because at that point, I'd been writing articles for celebrity blogs as some of my primary source of income. And um, one of the blogs that I wrote for was very sex-based. And so there are some things that I wrote about that I had never done. And I just had to do a bunch of research on and then like come mm. up with tips on how to do, right? Right. But my parents... They at first read most of the things that I wrote and then I got into like the sex world and then they just slowly just stopped reading everything because they were like, I don't as a parent should. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so my dad's over there like asking me questions. He's like, so, you know, I. You're the sex expert. Right. He, he's like talking to me like you write these sex articles. Like, are, are you not afraid for, you know, your career? Or wow. Like, same, I got the I constantly get constantly. the same thing. Your career is going to tank because people aren't going to want to hire you because of what you've talked about. And I, I don't think that the right person will hire you based off of that right I think so too and I also think that there's people that just straight up don't care and so like yeah for example I have an article out from like forever ago forever meaning like two years ago where when I lived in LA every year um, my friends and I would go to Disneyland and get super high everybody had a had a marijuana like prescription (laughs) card everybody was good to go 
you know, it was completely legal. I, I write this article for the first time we did it. And I mean, we were so high. It was so fun. <laughs> um, and that very much on the internet. And my parents were just like horrified. And I was like, guys, it was completely legal. It'd be the same thing as, as if I were to say I got super drunk and did X, Y, and Z. Right. And we didn't even like do anything harmful to ourselves. We just sat on a bench and like ate the whole day. We rode like just six. Enjoyed we rode like five miles. Yeah. The 12 hours we were there, we probably spent six just sitting and eating whatever we wanted. <laughs> Having the time of your life. Yeah, exactly. My parents just continually are like horrified by what I do. And I keep, and like even like my nose ring, like they're like, nobody's going to hire you if you have a nose ring in your nose. And when like, I, okay. I know. And when I moved back to Nashville, I was like, here's the thing. You guys can help me with interviews and all that kind of stuff if you want to. But at the end of the day, I'm not taking out my nose ring because I'm not taking it out. They can either hire me or not hire me, but I don't give a fuck about my nose ring. Neither should my employer. Anyways, back to sex education. I know we're kind of bouncing around all over the place. There's no like clear That's outline. Typical. But yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> I, I wanted this more to be like a conversation more than anything else, right? So we, Talked about a lot of things. We talked about birth control. We've talked about the first time you had a sex education from your parents and from your teachers and the school and whatever. As a fairly capable, functioning adult, no, I know that that's far. up no, to that's, interpretation. That's, that's, you're going, you're reaching there. <laughs> but as you know, somebody who's you got a roof over your head, you got a job and a car. Fair, yeah, right. Like, were you prepared for dating? For sex. <laughs> She laughs. A, that is the biggest joke of a <laughs> Am I prepared? No one is prepared. You can't prepare for crazy dating mishaps or for me anyways, I only knew about dating through my friends who have dated because I felt like I was a super late bloomer. Got my first kiss at 16. I didn't have sex until I was 20. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20. And I just didn't know anything. Like everything was very by the book as I thought in my, from what I've been told. Yeah, no. And then after all of my breakups and everything, I realized, yo, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I didn't even know a relationship. And now I'm trying to jump back into the dating world. And that's when when I jumped back in, Tinder was the new thing. Right. And the game had changed. Clearly. The game had very much changed. And I was so anti-Tinder, anti-any dating app. There really wasn't Bumble at the time. And yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be on those because I was like, I'm not looking to hook up. I'm better than these dating apps. How dare they? Like, message me and send me dick pics. I'm not interested in that. I'm better than you. And it took me a while to get over that. And then I was really nervous to go on first dates. I had a lot of anxiety with like, what if he's the one and I just, I don't know how to talk to him. And like, I just put a lot of pressure on first couple of dates, like even the dating apps of what do I send as a message? And now I really couldn't give a fuck less. Mm -hmm. I send some wild shit, just, <laughs> just knowing that it's going to entertain everybody, including myself. Like I sent a message to a guy. I only swiped right on him because his name was Clifford for one. For two, I was like, okay, his name is Clifford. I clearly want to tie something in with like you know the Clifford the big red dog so I messaged him so you got a big red dog in your pants am I right <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like dying laughing what did he respond or did nothing he, respond? he unmatched me and I was Sad. like you know what at least I hope you got a chuckle from that because I got a lot of laughs from that and I'm still <laughs> laughing about it now I knew because I had obviously seen that on your Instagram and we had talked about it previously or whatever but I knew what you were going to say just now um, and I <laughs> yeah. found enjoyment in it. So I feel like you at least succeeded in your goal of making yourself laugh and or making one other person laugh because I definitely laughed yeah. and laughed and laughed and laughed. And yeah, so to answer your question, no, I don't know what I'm doing, but I've learned, I've learned a lot throughout the, the years of God, I've been single two years now, but 
of don't take yourself too seriously. Send some wild messages. Sometimes guys are okay with you taking a little bit more initiative and like being a little bit more assertive because they're been used to doing all the work and don't send like a hello message as your first message to a guy on Tinder. Say something wild. Go off of his bio and find something crazy or funny to say. Make it entertaining. It, it really is supposed to be fun, but I think we put a lot of pressure on finding the one, mm-hmm. which I don't believe there really there are many people you meet in the path of in your life, but yeah, just dating. Yeah, I'm still figuring out now. Like every time I think I have it under control and I meet a nice guy, something insane blows up in my life and I go, okay, back to reality here. I still suck. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, A, you do not suck. You are amazing and beautiful. Well, thank you. Yes. B. Why, why do these guys understand? <laughs> no, nobody understands your true beauty. It's fine. No, a lot of guys are actually super intimidated by me because I think a lot of other girls they're very passive and they just like are polite and whatever. And I'm like, so are we doing this or not? Like, can I sit on your face oh or not? <laughs> oh my God. I have a story for you. It's it's less intense, but I have said that before. And they're like, go. Like, I've never yeah. had a guy be like, no, I'm not okay if you sit on my face. I've never once, that's yeah. never once been the answer. But I, I like was joking with one of my guy friends who I'm seeing in a couple of weeks. I was like, threesome he goes oh absolutely and I was like oh I wasn't expecting that sometimes just throwing out wild things like that I'm learning that it's funny and then also most people won't really react that yeah unfortunately yeah, that's right. bad because if a guy was to do it to a girl she'd be like oh my gosh what the heck but when a girl does it to a guy from what I've done it's always like a really funny response right it's always like yeah okay and you're like, like oh, oh let's God. go yeah here's um, my number so I went on a Tinder date last New Year's. I was in Nashville and I was like contemplating moving here. Long story short, I didn't, we just like weren't overly compatible. It, it, he's a really nice person, but we just like didn't work at all. Yeah. And so it's midnight. The balloons are going to drop at this place downtown. Wait, your first around. date was on New Year's Eve? No, our first date was the day before New Year's Eve. And then neither one of us had a date for New Year's. And so it was oh, well, that's still super awkward. Yeah, it was so awkward. And so the balloons are dropping and he's looking at, at the balloons. I look at him and then... You're like, what do we do? And then he <laughs> and then I look up at the balloons because he's looking up at the balloons. He looks at me and this goes on for like two minutes. And then finally I go, oh my God, just kiss me already. Amen. And then and then he kissed me and it was whatever. And I was like, God, I hate this person so much. But again, he's a super <laughs> nice guy. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my other thought was I had this like friend group that was super incestuous in LA. Mm-hmm. And I had this like weird, like hot and cold relationship with one of the people in that group. There was just like a lot that happened. We just were never on the same page at the same time, right? Okay. So he would like me and I would be in a relationship or vice um, versa. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, or you weren't like really feeling him, but you were both single. But like, Yeah, eh, yeah. right. It, and so we had tried it out a couple of times, meaning like, you know, he would come over, we would have sex. It was cute. He was always really nice, et cetera, et cetera. Cute. Yeah. No, like, legitimately, like, the first time we had sex, like, because we ha- used to just, like, stay over at each other's apartments and not have sex with each other because we were just, like, friends right. first. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he came over to my apartment one night and was like, hey, like, do you want to cuddle? And I was like, sure. And then we're, like, cuddling and then we ended up having sex. And my mouth guard, like, my big fucking mouth guard is in my mouth <laughs> when we start having sex. Hang on, let me just pull this out. I, no, I literally go down to blow on him and I, I oh, no. go my mouth oh, and I put it on the God. table next to me. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. That's worse than new. Nutel- no, new is worse, but 
I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I would hate being in that Nutella situation. I'd rather be in that mouth guard situation. Just, well, and also, I mean, we had been friends for like four or five years at this point. Oh, so it was fun. Yeah. So that. it yeah, was cool. It was and like, big deal. yeah. And he'd seen me in my mouth guard before. And like, it was like, not like, it was, it, it was still awkward, but it was more chill. I bet it was more funny than anything. You both kind of laughed about it. Yeah. And then just and got to it. He's, he will be and is studying to be a dentist. And so uh, he was about it. He was he was more into it than I think <laughs> was necessary. Yeah. Uh, but so so we already have that kind of relationship. And then there was another guy in our friend group who was just very open with his sexuality. You know, just and I actually learned a lot from him too because he was somebody who really liked sex. Period. Mm-hmm. He wasn't somebody who was gonna, or I was never under the impression he was gonna like force anybody to have sex with him or whatever. But if anybody, just very freely, just like he would have a connection, both consent, right, consented to it, and then yeah, yeah, and like, and it was more, and he was, you know, he would have sex with whatever. I never heard of him having sex with somebody that was a man, but I mean, the, where the story is going, he's definitely been a part of sexual encounters with multiple men in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So we're at the mouth guard on and off again, guys, like the birthday. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the sexually free one. Um, and we're both kind of like off to the side because there had been some drama and we just like didn't want to be a part of the drama. Then the mouth guard comes like walking around and like comes and sits down next to me and Uh-oh. both of them start like putting their hands on either on both of my legs. And then the sexually free one starts putting his fingers inside me and then the mouth guard goes to put his fingers inside me and then they look at each other because oh. they can feel each other's hands and then Oh my gosh, what? And then and then what? everybody is like, oh, and oh. so then we pretty much decided we were going to have a threesome at that moment in time. We like got wow. in a cab, went back to the mouth guard's house and had like a super bomb threesome. And then we had a threesome again like three months later. And then it just kind of became a thing. Huh. But it, it was, cr- I mean like. That's wild. I always thought that my first threesome or any threesome was going to be, be with another girl. Yeah. And it was instead of with two dudes who had been, that was like the third or fourth time like being together and you had never had sex on like just you with the free spirited one Hmm. and he wanted that Hmm. because he had expressed that to me um but it never ended up like working out really Hmm. i also had like major feels for the mouth guard guy the mouth guard will do that (laughs) you know mouth guards just will fuck you up man But yeah, so uh, just because like he knew a lot about me and I was able to be really vulnerable with him and he's really easy to talk to and all that kind of stuff. And so was, I could connect with him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And also we had like boned a couple times in the interim. Anyways, the point is I was not prepared for two dudes and me Wow. at all. And as you've heard me talk before, like I'm not like a huge into like dick sucking. But hmm. when the time is right, when the time fucking is go. Right. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah. my only three, like the threesome that I'm like jokingly like going to have next month would be with like one of my best girlfriends. And then like this guy that we both like think is super hot. And we've, I told her like, you're the only person that I would ever do this with. And I've already like seen you naked and I already like, we're cool. And I was like, we're not going to do anything. The two of us. Cause we're not, we're not about that, but we'll just be along for the ride. <laughs> not even like make literally the or ride. Something. No, like, I'm totally fine with making out with her, but yeah. I just don't feel comfortable going down on another. Yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. think I could do that. That's valid. What about licking her boobs? I can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, anything from, like, You just don't up. want to taste yeah. pussy juices or No, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine if that's what you're into, but for me, I, I cannot. Yeah. 
It's important for you to know. Yeah. No, I I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what I'm about. So, yeah. You know, you talk about the little exposure that you had to sex, really, um, as a youth. Um, I mean, I used to... <laughs> this is so funny. I used to talk to my friends about it in high school, and I'd be like, sex. <laughs> sex. And I'm like, Sarah, what, what are you whispering? And I'm like, sex? And they're like, you could just say it like a normal person. And I just always felt very afraid to talk about it. And then senior year, I was like, yeah, I watched porn for the first time, guys. And like, Sarah, okay, that's a little too much. <laughs> so, so that was actually my, my, my segue. Um, oh, well, was, um, and did you have to learn a lot from porn? Mm, no, I, the, really the first time I, I really watched porn was with my ex-boyfriend because he wanted me to give him a blowjob the way that this video, like the, the same as, yeah, you're giving me a look right now, the same way as the girl did in the video. <laughs> and, and basically it turns into like him throat fucking her. And, but at the beginning, she's just, it's very you know, slow and sensual. And I just turned to him and I just said, do you think I don't give you head like that? And then two seconds later, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Let me freaking tell you that. Oh, but God. that's when I realized guys really think this is how girls like to have sex or like this is how he thought a blowjob was supposed to be because that's really the only like blowjob oral sex video he's really watched and he's into. So that made me, one, I could not watch porn with my part that partner anyways from there on out because I just felt very uncomfortable and two I started and I, I talked about this on one of my own podcast episodes about just how porn has changed people's men really men's idea of how women like to have sex and how women orgasm so yeah yeah we talked about the female orgasm and how it's evolved through history and why because one of the things that, that Sylvia said in the episode before this was in ancient Roman Greece, granted, women were still viewed as property. Everything was terrible. Yeah. Not saying things were better, but sexually, it was a little bit better in terms of women had like a sex mentor. That was oh, another I didn't woman. Know. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Who would say, you know, you can pleasure yourself by doing X, Y, and Z, and you can make him feel good by doing this. And it, it was more about how to experience sex. Yeah. Rather than like, you know, some man forcing you to do something else, right? And then, you know, it kind of goes dark forever. And it's still, we're coming out of the darkness. The solid orgasm. Yeah. And, 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 she goes, and she goes, what's horrifying is if you read literature from like the, you know, the 20s and 30s and 40s. And it's like. Oh, God, don't even get me. Right? Ugh. And it's like, for, for men, it's, it's going to be a huge burden for you to take this woman's virginity on your wedding night. And you just got to do it and blah, blah, blah. And then the women's side of it was. You just got to suck it up and do it. Like, you just got to, like, let him do his thing. It is thing. what it is. Yeah. And that's horrible. Terrible. Terrible. But I still know people today that think that about sex because they're, they're, they grew up with these values or ideas about how it was supposed to be. And then they ask me because I'm, like, the most sexual. And I'm really not, like, that sexually, like, uh, not fluid, but, you know, free. And I, right. I, I mean, right, right. whatever. But they ask me and I'm like, dude, just don't think so much about it and it's really not like that anymore mm -hmm. but ugh, it's been so ingrained in our society for such a long time that finally we're getting out of it you're right we're seeing the light yeah but i mean it's still like a long ways to go right but unfortunately yeah at least now we have things to know that we can pleasure ourselves right mm -hmm. like in episode one autumn said i didn't know that sex was supposed to be pleasurable until a partner that i was with accidentally touched it 
touched <gasps> my clit. Really? And I was like, what? Have you ever? Have you ever worked out your abs on one of the ab machines at the gym and you, like, feel like... No, I'm not the only one. I don't think I've ever worked out on an ab machine. Oh, well. I like working out on these certain ab machines because I'm like, if I increase the weight enough and go, like, at a certain pace, I'll start to get, like, a really good feeling down there because, like, the muscles are all... Oh, like the Kegel muscles? Yeah. yeah. And it, well, it was like, I'm working out, I'm getting this feeling, all right. And that was always, like, the last workout I would do at this one gym. I'm like, okay, I'm going home now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's amazing. I am... Um... I do feel like when I'm running or when I'm doing some kind of like more intense workout, intense cardio workout, I I should say, I I always think do this for the sex, do this for the sex. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to crush it in bed this weekend or whatever, you know? Damn, I need to do more of that. That's like the thought that I have. I'm like, do it to look good naked. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Which is super vain. And I'm not saying that's a good thought. But I am it's saying... It's a good motivator in times when you want to quit, though. Okay. Yeah. Just do a couple more crunches. So you, right. like, look, Yeah. Or, like, um, um, I've seen more and more of those balls that you stick up your vagina to do Kegel exercises with, where you have to, like, mm-hmm. hold them nope. inside. Nope. I would not, I would not fuck with any that of that. Me. No, 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 no. Okay, so I have... <laughs> oh, God. I have a vibrator that looks kind of like an egg. Okay. And I love it. Wait, what brand is it? Is it Unbound? Yeah. Is it pink? It's the... And it's like squishy? Yeah, it's called the Squish, actually. Yeah, exactly. You you helped me with that. And (laughs) when I was first using it, I was like, there's no way this egg is going to be able to get inside. It's mostly for like clitoral stimulation, but you can also like get it up in there. And I swear, sometimes like it'll be super easy to get in. And then I've had times where I'm like, fuck, it's not going to come out. And it's like a big, it's a big, (laughs) like it's a pretty decent size. It's not like those small little balls that you're talking about. And I've literally stood there and I'm like, how do I explain this to a medical professional? Well, (laughs) this vibrator that's still going off inside of me is lodged up in there. So please help me get out. And I'm like, kind of like pull it out of me I'm like well that was embarrassing <laughs> like I'm like I think we're done masturbating for tonight <laughs> well I, so. it's so bad but it's happened before that's why I'm like I don't even like that that scares you with that vibrator and it's big so something that small plus like it, there's really no research I don't think so anyways what on Paltrow what? has gotten a lot of backlash for a oh, lot for of her fake research for a for lot goop? of her for a lot of her yeah for a yeah. lot of those products so I'm like it's probably just best that I don't. Yeah, no. Also, share the same concern. Uh, so I <laughs> have not done them. But I also know that they, like, especially for, for women who have experienced vaginismus in some way, shape, or form. So, like, it's, like, super common people who have been sexually assaulted or harassed or whatever, right? Just, like, your body's immediate response to close off and say, I don't want anything inside me because I'm protecting myself, right? Yeah. Um, it's beneficial to increase your pelvic floor muscles and your breathing so that you're able to relax a little bit more if you do want to have sex and your vaginismus is in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also heard that in cases like yours where you get terrified that you can use, like... And I don't even know what they are, but you could use like breathing exercises. Oh yeah, that's the only because once I start like, freaking out about it, like it's it really yeah. gonna be stuck. Yeah, and that's how you can also widen your butthole. Fun fact. Uh-huh. It's like I, I heard a story um, from a friend who um, it, this didn't happen to her; it happened to one of her friends. But she used tantric breathing to enlarge her butthole so that she could stick in like the biggest of all butt plugs. Nah, all right. I don't know how it's possible. Again, I'm still terrified of like giant things in my asshole but 
yeah. most things for me in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also feel like, like I was having this conversation with my partner the other day. Like it's so interesting to me because obviously it feels a little bit different to have your penis inside a butthole than rather than a vagina. Well, because it's tight and then looser. Right. Rather yeah. than looser than tight. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. My anatomy is so bad. See, this is why sex education is so important. Sex education. Am I right? Well, that, <gasps> no, but okay. People, people just talk about really what happens to prevent pregnancy. What happens right. if you get pregnant and how to prevent pregnancy. And you mentioned like G-spot, whatever. But my first actual sex ed class was an elective course I took in college because I thought it would actually oh be, yeah, because I thought it would be something good to learn because everything else I had learned in high school is just kind of, well, this is the anatomy, this is whatever. But our first day in the sex ed class in college, we just like basically had to scream out penis and say like all of these different words in class. She's like, now we're not sent, like now we're not sensitive to saying these words in class and we could talk about chlamydia and come and whatever and it was just like another that's awesome it was actually probably even though it was like had nothing to do with my major it's one of like the more fun classes I took because I was able to learn a lot and then people would really be open about their own things that were going on there were a lot of couples in the class too Mm -hmm. so they were talking about their sexual experience and we talked a lot about fantasies and that was really when I learned a lot but even then we didn't talk we really didn't talk that much about anything anal related it was mostly like vaginal it was mostly vaginal and even then it wasn't like everyone just kind of assumed oh this is how it's going to feel right and we talked a little bit about orgasm stuff but definitely if you didn't get a chance to take a class like that you're probably never going to have those conversations you're mm-hmm. just going to learn the anatomy and go yep and use condoms kids that's, that's it. about it yeah. yeah so and i meant to ask you this earlier in the in the podcast but you talked about how you had sex for the first time when you were 20 years old yes ma'am yes did you want to have sex before then or was that like the right time or do you regret it? Do I regret it? Do I, do, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I'm trying to digest question number one. Of that <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like five parts. Um, Regret it and how? And, and what well, so like stance? I am of the philosophy for myself personally is like I can't regret truly anything because I, I that's what I wanted at that point in time in terms of like decisions that I consciously made. Right. Obviously, when you lose your virginity, it's still like a momentous moment in your life. Well, the question that I'm trying to get at is, was it something that you wish you had waited a little bit longer for? Like that's that's where the I think who I had sex with, who I lost my virginity with, the age that I had it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like I don't regret it at all. I don't think it could have been any better. I mean, obviously, like the first time is not fantastic, but you know what I mean. Like that experience, I felt we were already together six months. We'd been friends all throughout high school. We were in a very stable relationship, and I was like, this is the person that I want to be with because I had dated guys prior to him where I just didn't feel comfortable, and I was really looking for the person that I trusted enough to have sex with the first time. And I I mean, we both lost our virginities to Mm -hmm. one another, and I think that was a really good thing for us and we were together for three years and like it was a, it was a really good first relationship so I don't re- I don't regret any of that yeah did you want to have sex like because I, I said earlier like yeah oh I, I mean before that yeah definitely yeah. I always I always was saying oh man I just want to fuck this guy but deep down I could like I just didn't feel like I was ready and then it's so funny after we got done having sex I remember turning over and I was like why did I put so much weight on this one moment like Mm -hmm. it really because he was even our first couple of months I kept making us wait a little bit more I was like I just want to make sure you know 
And he's like, Sarah, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. It's, it's a big deal, but also it's really just sex. And then after we had sex, he was like, yeah, I don't understand why you like put it on this pedestal. I was like, yeah, it's really not that big a deal. I was like, you want to go again? Yeah, I got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, then I kind of changed my perspective, but for the longest time, because also my mom was always telling me, you know, these 15 year old girls are having kids right. and whatever. So I was more, I was honestly more worried about getting pregnant than anything else. I was like, I do not want to have a kid at 20. I don't want to whatever. And that's when kind of like I started thinking more better birth control options because I didn't Mm -hmm. want to have a pregnancy scare or have a kid at a young age when I wasn't ready. So that was my biggest worry with having sex at that time. Now I'm like, dude, I got an explant on in my arm. I want a marina, but that's cool. You got that's a cool. you, you got a sick ass bar in your arm with your Fiat yeah. driving around town. Yeah. yeah, everybody wants to date me. That's you know, right, but you know, I mean, you got plenty <laughs> of content for your podcast. Oh so. yeah, content for days. Days. Cool. Yeah, um, sex. Yeah. yeah, sex, dude. Sex ed, dude. I can't, I can't tell you the last. Oh god, the last time I've had sex. It's been so long. I, I honestly don't think I should be a dating expert or giving any sex advice, yet here I am sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've had sex in like five months, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, but that's good though, because then you can reflect on all the sex that you've had, you know, yeah. and also spend time with just you and your. Oh, yeah. And that's, your, I've taken your squish most of 2018, yeah, to get it stuck up in my vagina and had troubles getting out. I've taken a lot of time this year to really get to know myself, not even just sexually but emotionally like how I handle getting to know someone That's on a good. more intimate level just even before it gets intimate building that connection too which has been really important yeah that's amazing I'm really I'm happy for you that you've had that time nice. even though I know that you it makes you anxious sometimes but, oh yeah I yeah. mean I think a lot of people get anxious with stuff like that too though I think everybody's not the anxious only, yeah I'm not the only yeah. one that gets anxious over shit like that so is there anything that you want to add you know to any of the topics that we touched on I was gonna say earlier yeah <laughs> I was gonna say your mouth matters. So like we, t- we talked about blowjobs and mm-hmm. Nutella and stuff, but that was one thing. It's like my brother's girlfriend always would tell me this because I, I would always wait so long to have sex with the guy, but I'm like, oh, oral, no big deal. And she sat like younger girl sat me down and was like, Sarah, don't forget your mouth matters. And I was like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, it, it matters just as much sometimes, you know, if that you're comfortable enough to do that with him. And that's when I really started changing how giving head and, you know, having an oral exchange and oral exchange, you know, uh, got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> that is also su- in most cases for me anyways, more intimate than sometimes just sexual inter- intercourse, but your mouth matters. Your mouth matters. That's amazing. That might be the title of this episode. I like that. Um, I like it too. That's really cute. Um, or do not use Nutella to get well, yeah. what we were saying earlier. Yeah, don't do that either. Uh, say no to Nutella when giving Say it. no to Nutella. That's so good. Both are very solid options for solid titles options. for this. You write. You write. Anyways, well, Sarah, before we go, do you want to tell everybody um, if they wanted to find you or listen to your podcast or whatever, how can they do all of that? Our website for the podcast is datingkindasucks.com. On there, we have all of our episodes. Right now, we're on episode 35. So it's been crazy. We haven't even been a full year yet. But yeah. Oh, my God. 35 episodes Woo! on there. You can take a listen. We're also doing a feature on our podcast right now called Your Profile Kind of Sucks. And you could submit your dating profile and we can help make those changes for you to hopefully get more matches or better matches. So we have a lot of submissions right now. And then my co-host and I are going to go through them and try to help people get better profiles and hopefully better dating lives. So that's that's the goal. I'm, I'm really just here to help people. I'm here to entertain them with my terrible dating stories and then help them with so their lives aren't as terrible as mine when it comes to dating. Um, yeah, and then you can also follow us on Instagram at Dating Kind of Sucks Podcast. 
my personal Instagram at simply Sarah G or Twitter is the same thing. That's about it. That's all my that's all my promos. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being a guest on Funky Feminist, the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of Funky Feminist, the podcast. My name is Landon Funk, and I'm the Funky Feminist. If you like what you heard, please like or leave a comment on whatever streaming platform you're currently listening to. We want to hear from you in order to make this podcast the absolute best podcast you listen to. Each week, Funky Feminist, the podcast, will have a new episode on Mondays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to support us and the podcast, you can visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash funkyfeminist and become a producer of the show. Producers will be mentioned by name at the start and end of each episode, get exclusive Funky Feminist merch, and shoutouts on our social media. Funky Feminist, the podcast, is sponsored by Thinks. Their washable, reusable undies absorb your period and are a more sustainable solution than single-use disposable products. Depending on your flow, light, medium, heavy, Thinks can replace pads and tampons or be worn with tampons and cups for extra protection. They're like regular underwear, but so much better, and trust me on this. I wear Thinks almost every single day. I use them as regular underwear because I'm a little bit dischargey and when I'm on my period, and they have quite literally changed my life. Get your pair of Thinks now. Go to www.shethinks.com. At checkout, don't forget to add your $10 discount code FUNKY, F-U-N-K-Y. Once again, that's www.shethinks.com and enter the discount code FUNKY. Funky Feminist, the podcast, was created by Landon Funk, starring Landon Funk, edited by Shelby Goldsmith, and has original music by DNTST.